Good evening, everybody. I'm Jerry Green from Philly Sports Talk here with Koi Kamasholi as usual. But today we have a special guest. We're being joined by Koi's dad, actually, Mr. Kevin Kamasholi. Uh, he works for the Phillies, so we're going to kind of interview him a little bit, have him talk about his job, and I'm sure it'll be interesting to listen to if you're a Phillies fan. Uh, Mr. Kamasholi, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Jerry. Thank you guys very much for having me on. Um, big fan. Listen to all your podcasts. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank well, you, Dad. I appreciate that. <laughs> so let's get it started, Jerry. Let's let's get into our questions. All right. Yeah. So, first question: Why don't you just explain what exactly you do on a day-to-day basis working for the Phillies? My job centers around providing video for the players and coaches. Uh, on, on opposing teams. So if we are about to face a team, they can see all their at-bats or pitchers can see all the times they've pitched against the opposing team's hitters. And we provide all that scouting material. Yeah, so assume that you spend a lot of time like working with the players, uh, like getting to know them, talking to them, all that type of stuff. That's correct, Jerry. Uh, my office is inside the clubhouse uh, in the ballpark. So um you know, they players and coaches come in my office and sit at computers and, and watch all the footage that they need to see. So uh, a lot of time is spent, you know, helping them out and uh, breaking down footage and analyzing footage and um, you know, answering questions and providing them with what they need to gain an edge once the games start. All right. So, Dad, you know, head of video coach, obviously, head of video coaching. So, we now know that part for what you supply video for all the players. And here's the big part of your job. Explain us the challenges and how hard that is and how much time you really have and what you're doing in game. So the MLB replay is another part of my job that I do during the games. So what happens then uh, at that point, I'm sitting in front of a, a couple of big TV monitors that have uh, up to 15 different cam- uh, camera angles. Uh, If a close play happens, it's the analyzing of the footage uh, to see if it's worthy of a challenge. So uh, where it gets tricky is we only have about 10 seconds to uh, make a decision as to whether it is something that we should challenge or not. So what happens is Rob Thompson, our uh, bullpen coach, excuse me, our bench coach, he calls down uh, from the phone in the dugout that rings in my office and Uh, I answer on my end and, uh, you know, say, hey, this is a good one to challenge. This one's 50-50 or this one I would not challenge. So um, it's a time crunch, kind of stressful thing, but it's it's exciting in its own way. So um, it's it's fun. Yeah, so it sounds like you're a a trustworthy figure in the organization. Um, I hear I've heard that actually you got a nickname at one point. Um, you want to tell us about that, if you know what I'm alluding to? Why, thank you, Jerry. Uh, yes, uh, I, I had a little, uh, a few days in a row, we were down in Miami where uh, the umpiring crew was having a tough time for that series, and I won like four challenges in a row, and one of our writers um, came up with an, an article, a little blurb in an article that um, she put a, a nickname of the decider. Uh, <laughs> On, on me for that, which ended up sticking um, for the, that entire season. It was uh, kind of funny, but also, um, you know, it was kind of cool too. So, Now, to piggyback off of that, tell us about the shirts that our, some of our commentators made, like Tom McCarthy, Scott Fransky, and others wore the design. So this is kind of 
funny where after the uh, the cider nickname stuck, we all travel uh, on a charter flight. So we don't go into the airports. We pull right up next to the plane and get on the plane. And so after uh, a series, all of a sudden, all of our broadcasters, Tom McCarthy, uh, Larry Anderson, Kevin Franzen, uh, Scott Fransky, they uh, come on the plane and they have this shirt all wearing the same shirt that they had made. And it is a, a picture of me with a, a crown on my head and underneath it, it says the decider. Um, I had no idea they were doing it. It, it was really funny. And uh, to answer your next question, yes, I do have a couple of those shirts. Awesome. And I will be, I'll make sure to upload that picture on our Instagram of the t-shirts after this podcast, but let's continue the interview. Jerry, next question. Yeah, so um, I know you've been with the team for a while. Exactly how long have you been with the Phillies? This year is my 25th year. My first season was in 1996. Wow, so um, that that's a long time, especially in baseball. I feel like in baseball, a lot of – I'm not sure, like, in the video department, but I know that managers in baseball uh, particularly are, are in and out the door much more often than – some other sports, but um, so you've been there since 90 something. I forget the date already. 96. Uh, 96. Yeah, 96. That means you were with the Phillies during their World Series win in 2008. Uh, why, why don't you talk a little bit about how it felt to be a part of a championship winning team? 2008 was, was a great year. Actually, 2007 was the first year we made it to the playoffs for uh, a cup of tea, as they say. Um, but that was kind of our warm up for 2008. Uh, it, it, it's a dream come true. I mean, to be able to say you're number one uh, when you're in a, a sport, you're competing in a sport, part of a team that's competing. Um, it, it's it's a great thing. It's what you're there for. It's what you strive for. It's what everybody wants. Um, when you when you look back, even right now, you know it's 2021. Right now, 2008, we were world champions, and you you can't take that away from us. And uh, 50 years, 100 years from now, we can still look back and that'll still be the same thing. Um, it was a great bunch of guys that the city loved um, from Burrell to Ruiz, Utley, Hamels, um, and so many more. Uh, Victorino, I mean, you can, the list goes on. Jason Worth, um, they were a great bunch of personable, exciting guys and the, the city embraced them. And um, of course, in Philadelphia, winning helps. And it was just uh, everything came together that year and it was it was a great team Lidge had the perfect season um you know what more can I say you know we went we went to the big dance and we won so um you know we followed it up the next year 2009 going back to the World Series unfortunately we we didn't win against the Yankees that was a real bummer um but it was uh the when we went back to the World Series just the fact that we went back to back years it's an incredibly hard thing to do and there we were going back doing it. Um, so it's something to be proud of still. And even though we didn't win the second year, um, it, it, it's so hard uh, to accomplish uh, getting there. And we got there two years in a row and won one of the two. So uh, unfortunately we didn't get, we haven't been back since, but hopefully, um, you know, 2021 is looking pretty good and maybe in the near future it'll happen again. Yeah. And, some crazy stories and maybe possibly in the future we could do a podcast because I know a lot of these stories that you told me 
of the 2008 World Series and 2009 and all those kind of stories and personal contact with players that are special moments. Maybe we could do a separate podcast one day on some of those. Maybe it's something to stay tuned on. But this is a question I know the answer to, but you obviously had the two rings, the one from the 08 World Series and 09 NLCS champions. What's it like to have a ring, Dad? It's great. It's, uh, again, another – it's a symbol of the accomplishment. The 2008 ring is obviously bigger than the 2009 one because our accomplishment was bigger um, in 2008. But both are something to be proud of. And uh, the organization, the Phillies organization, did an outstanding job uh, making the ring, designing the ring, and um, I'm very lucky to have one from each year. Yeah, that's the type of thing that you know you dream about as a kid. So it must be, it must be pretty special to have that experience, just winning, being a part of a team that won a championship at the highest level. Um, switching topics, uh, let's talk about you know some of the players and individually. What exactly do you do for the players, and how do you supply their video for them? We have a number of different programs that we can. Uh you know, send them remote, like via Wi-Fi, uploading to the cloud uh, from, you know, my office that they can pull down on their iPhones, iPad, Droids, or whatever device they're using. Um, in this current day and age with uh, the COVID protocols that are in place, MLB has some strict protocols where essentially the video room is off limits. So everything is done remotely at this point. So, um, you know, I, I, I upload a lot of footage that the players then, uh, you know, they turn on their iPad and the way the program is set up, it, you know, is visible uh, on their iPad and they just basically just hit play and watch the footage they want to see. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And speaking of COVID, um, how has your job changed? You know, obviously in, in these times, a lot of things have changed, but how has your job specifically changed due to all the COVID restrictions? Well, Jerry, just like everybody in this in the world at this point, uh, you know, we're all we're all wearing masks. Uh, everybody's being very conscious of uh, social distancing and all that stuff. Um, you know, the sports. Uh, what, what MLB is trying to do, and other sports too, but MLB, what they're trying to do with the 162 game season, it, it's it's going to be incredibly hard. There's going to be ups and downs in the season. Uh, hopefully. The Phillies stay healthy. Um, there's uh, all kinds of protocol within the building that we have to go through. Uh, an example of, the, of that the day-to-day is I wake up, I have to take my own temperature, then I have to get on an app on the phone that asks me uh, 10 different questions about my health, how do I feel. Um, then I drive to the ballpark before I'm allowed in the ballpark. I have to get my temperature taken again, uh, answer the same questions that I already answered on the app. Um, then once I get into the ballpark, everything, there, there's hand sanitizer everywhere. Uh, we're not allowed to uh, eat in the, we, we usually, obviously we have a kitchen, the cafeteria with seating. We're not allowed to eat indoors. We have to eat outside at this point since we're down in Florida. Obviously that's a lot easier to do than back home right now. Um, we have to take uh, saliva tests every few days. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot. Uh, honestly, it's, it's a lot, but we have to do what we have to do in this crazy world we're currently in. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a lot. 
So let's end on this one very interesting question, which I don't even know the answer of. Dad, could you tell us what your like most the coolest interaction you've ever had with a player was? Well, I've had a few that I consider pretty cool. One thing that always comes to mind uh, for me is back when we had Roy Halliday and Chase Utley were both on our team. Uh, both of those guys were students of the game. They studied video. They studied mechanics um, like no other. They, they were just different birds. They were different people. Um, they were, uh, you know, they did so much more than the normal player does. And there was this one day um, I was in my office and the both of them were in my office, uh, the way my room was set up. Uh, my computer is up against this one wall and the player viewing stations are, were behind me. Um, Utley and Roy were not men of many words in that they did not talk a lot. So well, I was sit- sitting there working and it had been like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and the room is completely quiet. Uh, when those guys were around, you kind of, you know, they, they had that look in their eye where you just kept your mouth shut and for the most part. Um, and, and keep in mind, I, I got along with the two of them very well. Uh, but I remember this one day, uh, it, like I said, it had gone on like 10, 15 minutes of being quiet. And then I kind of just, you know, slowly like turned around over my shoulder and looked. And I was like, my God, there's Roy Halliday and Chase Utley in my office. And it's, and it's just the three of us. And I was, it was just one of those moments I was like, this is so cool. And I am so lucky to be where I am uh, to have these two guys in here. And, uh, and they're just, they're, per, you know, working on their craft. And um, it, it was just one of those moments where you kind of step back, take yourself out of your uh, position that you're in and at the moment. And, um, and just, I was very thankful for where I was and just always thought that that was a really cool situation. Um they probably didn't think that at all, but nonetheless, that was my thoughts. So, uh, you know, and obviously uh, the second one would be uh, the World Series and everything that had to do with the World Series and the parade. Uh, those were uh, great memories as well. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised to hear that about Holiday and Oatley. Uh, just considering how great they were as players, uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. But um, yeah, uh, one more question before we go. Mm-hmm and wrap this thing up it, obviously you know with the COVID protocols your job's a little bit different have you had the chance yet to meet some of the newer Phillies like uh, Archie Bradley for example I have yes uh, I just met him for the first time the other day uh, he has one heck of a beard one I don't think I could ever <laughs> pull off uh, uh, but he seems like a real nice guy he threw a bullpen yesterday um, and he, uh, I actually filmed him throwing the bullpen he looked really good Hopefully uh, he has a, a really good year this year because we, as we all know, we definitely need our bullpen uh, to change up a little bit from last year. And he could be a, he could play a very important role in that turnaround. So um, hopefully everything works out for him here. Yeah, uh, definitely. We could definitely use that bullpen help, like you said. So that's going to wrap up this interview. And like I said, mid podcast kind of just sparked an idea. Like I got that light bulb moment that we could get some really good podcasts out with more with experiences with you, dad, with certain experiences, like you just said, and maybe we'll look into that. But last thing I want to say, Jerry and I are kind of working on now. Um, we're going to be doing some top 10 all times. At least I'm going to be doing top 10 all times of every single sport. It's going to take a long time because I'm going to put a lot of depth and work into it. 
but that will be out some sometime within maybe a month and a month and a half or two. So I just want to let you guys know that. Uh, Jerry, any last words? No, it was pretty cool listening to Mr. Camisholi talk about his time with the Phillies. And uh, I just want to thank him for coming on the podcast. It was it, This is probably one of our best episodes uh, in the history of this podcast. That's great, guys. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to you guys, and you guys do a great job. Uh, just keep it up, and I'm all in for you know guesting on your show whenever you guys get, need me to or want me to. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Thank guys. you everyone for tuning in.